so I didn't prepare questions. So God, you're nice. <laughs> wow. You're very, you're very <laughs> good at running the show. What? Yes. I mean, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just talk. He has them on his phone. No, not really. Okay, so today. Wait, I had a couple of questions. Today is a very, very special episode. Wait, we have two awesome guests. We have Madman Paul Ritchie and Nick Bernard from the Venom Strike Wrestling Company, an online backyard wrestling company that has been doing matches now for, what is it, like a year and a half? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I would little, say so. Almost a year and a half, yeah. Honestly, these are so funny. I'm going to obviously like link the channel in the description and like any other socials that you want me to want me to shoot out. But basically, Paul, why, why don't you give us a rundown of, of what exactly VSW is? VSW is a backyard wrestling company, as you described. Thank you for that great intro, by the way. That was very nice of you. Of course, of course. And um, so basically, me and Nick started it. We're both fans of professional wrestling. And we had a lot of friends at college that were fans of it as well. So we just kind of figured, like, what's stopping us from, like, doing something like this? Like, I think it would be a lot of fun. So we obviously did Freeze Fest. You were there. You were at our first event. And then the next one we did was at our school. And it started to gain some traction. You know, kids were coming up to me being like, yo, Madman stuff, like, up to Carl all the time. And we kind of figured, like, you know, we could do, like, a monthly show. So we just started having events every month at school. And we went from having, like, five people watching to our last event before COVID. There was, like, 50 people in our backyard. Yeah, that event was a ton of fun. What was that? That was, um... Uh, that was consensual violence or Valentine's oh. Day event. <laughs> oh, I couldn't make that one. That one was, so, that Nick, one was do you fun. Want, Nick, do you want to add anything to my description there? Yeah, I was just like, I would say, like, I was just surprised at how long it's gone on. Because, like, it was originally just supposed to be, like, a way to do a match between you and our friend Nick, a, a different friend Nick. Other friend named and... Nick. Nicky Farrow. They know Nicky Farrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. it, was all, it was all to build this one match. And then we were just like, well, let's just, like, keep adding storylines to it to make it even better. And then we just, like, didn't stop. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so, like, we were going to do that one match sometime over the summer, me versus Nicky Farrow, because we, we talked to Nick, and he said he wanted to be involved if we do something like that. And then Nicky Farrow couldn't, wasn't around during spring break when we were going to do, like, this, like, little, little interlude match. So we're like, why don't I do one with Carl? And we asked Carl, the Polish Hammer, to do a match. And then Nicky Farrow, like, the day before, was like, hey, I actually can make it. So we just had him come at the end of the match and, you know, start some shit. And the rivalry was born. So that was like the whole like beginning to, wow, we're going to do something more than just like one little match for Instagram or something like that. Dude, it was incredible because like th these aren't like short, like like the events themselves, you know, like it turns into like a 30 minute video. It's not just like one match and that's it. It's like they're like events. Exactly. Yeah. yeah our, our longest one. Yeah. Our, long, like yeah production value our, our longest one is actually like 40 minutes. And I believe some of you guys were there. It was total meltdown. It's, it's actually our worst event <laughs> <laughs> ever. So many things freaking went wrong. We had like three people almost get seriously injured. None of the tables broke. We had one of the worst matches in 
the company's history, the Nutcracker match. And, <laughs> oh my oh, god, yes, Giant Nutcracker. Yeah, and it, that that event, it really was just a matter of us, you know, being a little in over our heads because every event up until that point only had three or four matches. That one, there was like five, and one match was a battle royal with everyone in the company. And Nutcracker and his two partners wrath and grim weeder like before before every event we try to have every match practiced in the ring at least once or twice they took an hour of rehearsal time for their five minute match and they still forgot everything like they're so (laughs) stupid and we didn't get a chance to rehearse the battle royal so it didn't go as cleanly as we wanted it to like what you saw in the battle royal that was the first shot at that (laughs) first and only (laughs) Yeah. I, got, I got fucked up in the battle royal. It, like, clip, put the clip of me getting landing on the yeah, table. You didn't, like, you, it wasn't even like your leg. It was like your like neck. Carl, he's supposed to. F- well, my neck. <laughs> I couldn't walk properly for oh, a week, yeah. dude. Well, if you guys know John Cena, his finishing move is oh, an yeah. FU. You know, just oh, attitude adjustment now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it used to be the FU, and that now the attitude adjustment. He throws PG. somebody over his head. But when you do that, you flip them over so that they land on their back. Carl, we did leg day before a total meltdown, me and him at the gym, and his legs were not feeling it the next day. He was sore as fuck. So when he when he went to attitude adjust Nick into oh, that no. table, he kind of just dropped him on his neck <laughs> on it. It was almost a really, <laughs> Very really bad yeah, accident. Oh, next, and of course, important. yeah, of course. And you know about the grunge heaven accident. Dude, that, that, was, that was insane. Well. <laughs> you guys are oh, all there yeah. for that. That was almost the end of the drunk store. Exactly. Nick's Nick's call on commentary was very accurate to our feelings. He goes, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) (laughs) That was real. In the locker room. That was real. (laughs) Yeah, I was freaking out too. I was like, oh my God. I remember I was standing next to Eve, and she was like, oh, my God, I think my brother just died. <laughs> Dude, I, I felt so bad. Yeah, that was exactly. Like, no joke. That was we the wake-up like call. Shit. Like, that event really, like, set us on a much safer path, and we also make sure that we always have a rehearsal before every match. You know, we don't just go out there and do something anymore. What was he trying to do again? Was he doing like a choke slam or something? A choke slam, but I was so busy with the dumbass nutcracker asking me what's happening in this match, even though I handed him like a script and everything. He just kept bothering me, and there was so much other stuff that I had to set up because, like I said, there was five matches that I'd never actually watched Christian and Coco rehearse their match. And if I saw the way that Christian was taking the choke slam, I would have showed him how to do it properly. But Coco just told him to just jump. And that's not how you do it. You cannot yeah, just no. jump. <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> yeah. You got to like, when somebody does a choke slam, you got to put your arm over the other guy's shoulder so that the guy that is choke slamming the other person can kind of like guide you by holding your back. And that's not really how he was doing. He was kind of just lifting him up in the air and God Christian was man. just junking, jumping in the air. Which and... probably makes it worse. Exactly, yeah. So he he overextended pretty much and almost got really hurt. <laughs> but I'm glad that he didn't. He sold that really well. Like everyone thought yeah, he, he actually died. <laughs> yeah, he, he he was a little hurt, but like it wasn't imagine. entirely fake. Yeah, yeah so. that's definitely got to be one of the toughest parts if you you know because it's obviously not like you're not really fighting, but you are really getting hurt. 
So it must yeah, be tough so to like keep going. Some bumps so. have sucked. Yeah, that that show when I fought Mini Mac in my match, Mini Mac like the whole match went pretty well. No, I, I didn't really get hurt at all. He did choke me out with the with the, the kendo, kendo stick. <laughs> yeah, but the only bump that actually sucked, it's actually an accident. Uh, Mini Mac just meant to put the chair on the ground. And he accidentally dropped it on my head. If you watch the footage slowly, oh. the edge of the chair just smacked me in the head. I was oh. seeing stars. Jeez. But everything else was fine. I didn't know that things were that bad. It like, depends. It's it's not that bad. Like, the match this weekend, I walked away fine. And I did some pretty crazy stuff this time around. Total Meltdown was just cursed. That's, yeah. <laughs> we're, just, we're still on Total Meltdown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We haven't had anything that bad since then. Because... The event that you, I know Cassie was at two schools out, Coco did this one slam on uh, Carl, and he landed on his side and completely fucked up his ribs for, like, two or three weeks. He wanted to quit after that shit. Uh, he, he, so, like, the, that era of VSW, like, those Force 4 events, we were kind of just, like, getting our bearings, like, on what we can do safely and stuff like that. As a viewer, I think it's hard to tell, you know, like, you're saying, like, oh, this was, like, you know, so screwed up, but, like... As a reviewer, I don't remember really seeing that. Then I, I'm glad, actually, because that means that I guess we're kind of doing our job a little bit. So maybe I'm not the best reference point. I mean, I but. love wrestling. I didn't. I thought everything was fine, especially like the the battle royal. Like it's so chaotic that you can't really tell if like one thing goes wrong or if like not everyone remembers exactly what's going on. Yeah, I guess you're right, you know, because me and Nick, we, we know we go over the script like a hundred times. So we know exactly what was supposed to happen and stuff. And when we watch the footage and we see Nutcracker like going out from under the bottom <laughs> rope, and it, <laughs> it just bothers me a little bit. Uh, but it's, it's, it's just funny. So it doesn't matter. Oh, Nutcracker, the legend. How did you oh, find the characters? I, I quite like all of them and they're, they're pretty unique. Why don't you uh, which that, character you in particular? I mean, to be honest, all like I guess my question like which ones, <laughs> which one, which ones came first? Which ones were you guys just like you know shooting this shit and you were like, oh, this would be so funny if we had like you know this dude or this would be so like awesome like this would be such a good character to have and then sort of like built more characters from that. I guess like which characters came first? Uh, definitely the first character was uh me and Carl just because we were there first and uh Carl's the Polish hammer gimmick. Uh, yeah. Where do you think that one came from, Nick? He's just like he's he's Polish. He always drives around with the Polish flag. I think he just kind of fit. Figured that would fit I, him. I wanted, I wanted him to be like Rusev. So uh, I said you're gonna be, go by your last name like Davek, yeah. and you're gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna be foreign. <laughs> you're gonna come out to the national anthem. <laughs> You're gonna be a bad guy, <laughs> Cassie. If you don't know, Rusev is like this Russian guy at WWE who comes out mm -hmm. to like these these epic horns. Dun 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 yeah. dun. Yeah, that's good music. So that's his whole thing. That's like his yeah. his his thing. It was, but now he's like he just wants to be kind of cool. Yeah, now so he's like frat he's boy like douchebag like wrestler. Uh. <laughs> he he started yeah, out as the, the the funny foreign guy. Go ahead, Kevin. I, you know, you guys write the scripts for these events, and, like, I want to know, how hard is it finding a balance between, you know, safety and making something that's, like, fun and entertaining to watch? Because I know, as you guys have been saying, you know, that you had a lot of close calls and a lot of accidents, so I imagine those make it interesting. Those those things make it interesting to watch. Um, When it comes to safety and things like that, we we kind of figured that anything, like, upside down, you know, like, flips and stuff like that, 
we try to avoid because when somebody's upside down, like even the choke slam we banned for a while. The only time that somebody will even really get choke slam now is if it's through a table because the table's kind of like cushioning your fall and they prevent you from mm -hmm. like, you know, overextending like what happened to the Grunge Lord. And um, that's one of our biggest rules. What would you say else, Nick, with safety that we try to do now? Well, I just usually like go by the idea if the biggest wrestling company in the world doesn't do it, then we shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So like so, every yeah. time someone's Measure? like, I want to do a pile driver. No. Like, you can't do a pile driver. Yeah, the pile driver is a dangerous move. <laughs> Shooting, yeah, exactly. Stuff like that we try to avoid. I think but, that you guys also having the mats and like, like I remember in Freeze Fest, you guys didn't have mats or the the ring yet, so uh, you would use the piles of snow to break your fall instead of just throwing <laughs> each other, oh, yeah. throwing each other onto like the frozen grass or the concrete. It's like fast and loose there. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that I actually I only had one bad bump during that match, and it was when it was such an easy bump too. Carl just clotheslined me and hitting like the frozen dirt, like the wind, oh. boom, knocked out of me. But everything else was fine in that match. The snow was perfect. The only thing that really sucked was lying on the floor at the end of it in like thirty degrees. And like when I got into the locker room, like it's obviously it's my grandma's house, but I just say locker room in expression. But when I got into the house, uh, my hands, like, I couldn't even feel them. Like, I was, I was like, running around, like, having a panic attack. Like, I can't feel my hands. Like, this is scary. I yeah. like, put them under warm water and shit to help. Yeah, that was, that was, kind, other... of, that was kind of dodgy. Say again? I don't What'd you say? I don't know if anyone said anything. I just said that was that was a little risky. Just, like, the, the snow and just, like, oh, lying there. Yeah, if I wasn't lying there, it would have been fine. But the the lying on the snow was pretty rough. But it's in the past, and now I can watch it forever. Pain is temporary. Film lasts forever. <laughs> That's all good. I have three more good answers to Cassie's question, by the way. I've been thinking about it. So when it comes to, like, how well, we thought well, of characters. What would you say? Oh, the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot my own question. Yeah, no worries. Like, we kind of just, like, developed the character, like, loosely based off the person's interests. Like, I, I obviously like heavy metal, so, like, my character is, like, the metalhead, like, rebel guy. So, it was kind of, like, yeah. loosely exaggeration. But, um, for Johnny Nutcracker, it was just, like, just what do you want to do for your gimmick? And he's, like, uh, I have an elf costume. So, I'm like, okay, you could be an elf. What else <laughs> do I know about you? That was it? Um, that was the whole thing? <laughs> An alcoholic drug addict. Okay, so we can work with that. So alcoholic drug addict elf. That's your character. <laughs> yeah, and Christian, the grunge lord, he loves grunge music. We always rip on him about Kurt Cobain and like make jokes and stuff like that. So we're like, that that should be your character, the grunge lord. So that's what it turned yeah. into. So you like took, so you, kind of took so you kind of took like the person's interest and like kind of like satirized them and just kind of made it like kind of took it to the extreme it was like exactly yeah like joey uh, jitsu like brandon just said joey jitsu is my friend diego and he is a martial artist so we figured we would put that into his character um the only character that's like probably completely out of the blue is our uh proper gentleman golfer percy taylor yeah <laughs> he, our friend greg is not english he does not play golf, and he's not a germaphobe. He's actually, like, a total outdoorsman, and he's, like, a total germaphobe, his character. Like, he always is 
is using a bandana to move the ropes to get in the ring. He's always putting Purell on his hands during mid match and shit. That's pretty funny. So yeah, I think I it was actually that a newer character. I don't was, know. Was that like a was that a pre pre COVID character? Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. after the total meltdown. I think it started as soon as we started doing more events at school. Final yeah, reckoning. Final reckoning is his first. It's a prophet. Event. <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys get to see him wrestle one day because he's pretty. He's a nice guy. How often do you guys uh, record matches, I guess? We try, before COVID, we were doing it, like, trying to do it at least once a month. Wow. But after COVID happened, we did one event in the beginning with no audience, and then we kind of, like, all started quarantining, so we had to take a break for a while. But we just had our uh, first event since then, last weekend. Wow. Yeah, so. I feel like it takes a lot of planning to be doing once a month. But. Yeah, I mean, at college, we were all just kind of around all the time, so it wasn't yeah, as hard to get it done. But sometimes we would just have classes and shit, and, like, when we did Schools Out, Total Meltdown, like, me and Nick, like, we wrote all the matches, like, a month ahead of time. Like, we had oh, okay. everything ready, everything planned out, like, for weeks. But uh, rehearsing only really happened the day of, like, rehearsing the matches. But, like, the events that we did at school, sometimes we'd be so busy with, like, projects and shit, like, we wouldn't even write the matches till the night before, like, <laughs> and, the, and so those are some of our best events, like, Slasher Showdown was our Halloween event, and we had, like, 30 frat kids come, come out, and the crowd was so into it, and it wow. didn't even matter what we were doing out there, it was, like, electric, no matter what happened, like, there was, like, 10 people screaming, like, yeah, or boo, it was awesome. Yeah, they definitely had <laughs> favorites. Well, cause you, got, more... you, got, you gotta have a good crowd, too. Crowd, the, the crowd really adds energy, to the atmosphere. You that energy. Yeah, the energy, yeah, but the yeah. crowd must be so cool. Exactly, like, our match that happened, uh, this last weekend probably would have been a lot better with a crowd, because there was, like, a moment in the first match, there was a triple threat, we kind of replaced Nutcracker with our friend uh, James. He's like a little chubby guy that plays a superhero character <laughs> named Fireball. And his match probably would have went over way better with the crowd because they just forgot what they were doing like three or four times. And, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to save it. We had a crowd. It was it was one yeah, guy. Yeah, there was one guy in the crowd, one of our friends. who was really into it. He was chanting and shit. It was fun time. But that crowd, that match would have went over way better if there was a crowd yelling and shit the whole time. James is fun, though. I like James a lot better than Johnny Nutcracker. Oh, yeah, no shit. When I, when I compare him to Nutcracker, I'm saying just, like, wrestling skill. No oh, other yeah. trait about him do I think he is similar. But uh, And also, he's kind of goofy-looking in the ring. Too. Yeah, that's it's true. Sort of just like Nutcracker. If you... I'll never forget one of my favorite moments in the VSW chat ever was... Um, uh, I remember Nutcracker was having like a mental breakdown after a VSW event and he was just like shit talking everyone. He said to Nick, he called him a, a gay slur that I don't think I should say on the podcast in the chat. Yeah, it's fine. And he, <laughs> I, I, Andrew, you okay, say yeah, it. He, he said, uh, <laughs> he said Nick was a bearded faggot or something like that in the chat. And then we were all just roasting him like, you're a fat retard. Nutcracker, like, shut the fuck up. And then for some reason, it got directed at Martin. I don't remember how. I don't, I don't remember. He, he started shit talking Martin, and then Martin just goes, John, you're a zoo animal. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, that's a good one, Martin. That's a good one. And then he left the chat. 
<laughs> that was the best thing in my day that day. I, but I it was like we, everyone was ripping on him, and he was ripping into everyone, and it's just like, it was really funny because no one was taking him seriously, but he was just getting so mad. He was Yo, so he was like mad. Bipolar as fuck. Like out of nowhere, he would just go crazy. I mean, he is a drug addict, al- uh, alcoholic. You know, it's like <laughs> I guess it does make sense. <laughs> Dude, I How don't do you know. I, him? Do you- Go ahead, Cassie. Go ahead, Cassie. I was just going to ask how you know. He he seems a bit like the black sheep. He's Adam's friend. Okay. I was going to say, I, how do you know him? Yeah, he's not even really There's, Adam's friend. I could tell friend. you stories about him that will curl your fucking eyelids. Like, from Adam. <laughs> I was going to say, my hair's already curly, so it's not going to curl my hair. Dude, it's... Right, do you guys, you guys want to hear, like, the, the Nutcracker stories that were, like, the last straw for Adam's friendship? My, my... Oh, as soon as he quit... Yeah. As yeah. soon as he quit... As soon as he quit VSW, I'm like, that's it for our friendship. That was the only reason I was friends with him. Oh, because he, he let me... I needed a fat retard. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's a fat retard that used to let me throw trash cans at him and punch him in the face. So, that was why I was friends with him. But And plus he was 21 and I wasn't at the time. And, yeah. um, but once he stopped VSW, I was like, sayonara, boyo. But Adam felt bad for him because he didn't have a lot of friends or something. So he, Adam he decided doesn't. to keep hanging out with him. And are you ready for the story? It's a doozy. Okay, Here wait. Is this... Okay, I might have told him this... this one. Because... We might know this. Is this the one where shot John the fucking died? <laughs> wait, what did he do? He fucking died. died. <laughs> he died. Like, oh, that... that... No, not actually. Okay, I'll tell you that was the last actually. straw where he, died, where he overdosed. Yeah, he overdosed yeah, and, and he his died, heart stopped. Okay, he yeah, died. that that was the last straw, but there was a straw before that straw. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, second to last straw. <laughs> second to last Ooh, straw. Different yeah. story. We don't know this one. This one's this so important. this is the one that got him banned from Adam's house forever. Epic. But it's not oh the one that got him banned from hanging out with him. life. So uh, one day, Nutcracker is like, oh, Adam, I'm, I'm bored. Uh, what are you doing? And, and Adam's just like, oh, I'm just making dinner. You want to come over and hang out for a bit? Smoke? And he's like, um... Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll be over soon. So Nutcracker goes to Adam's house. Adam's making dinner. And as soon as he gets in the door, he's like, I'm going to take a dump. Adam's like, okay, <laughs> go use the bathroom. <laughs> Nutcracker goes to the bathroom. Adam's cooking away. He's cooking away. He takes um, the sauce out of the fridge. There's a jar of marinara sauce. And it's, like, green and rotting. And he's like, oh, fuck. Like, I can't put this down the sink. It's going to smell for, like, weeks. So he knocks on the door. John's like, what's up? And he's like, I got this jar of marinara sauce. Like, can you flush it down the toilet for me? Like, I got to get rid of this. I can't put it on the sink. He's like, oh, sure, bro. He grabs the jar. He goes, uh, do you think it'll fit? Adam's like, what do you mean do you think it'll fit? Just <laughs> oh, dump, no, it, no. dump it down the toilet and flush it. Adam goes back making some food. Here's a toilet flush. John comes out of the door. Uh, it didn't fit, bro. It didn't fit. <laughs> Adam comes into the bathroom, and there's a freaking jar of marinara sauce in the toilet, like, clogging it up, and there's poop, a toilet full of poop, and marinara sauce overflowing and flying all over the bathroom. Like, it was on the oh handle, God. on the seat, like, everywhere, poop and marinara sauce. Oh and Adam goes, you need to get that out of the toilet right now, you retard, or you're never going to be allowed to come back to my house. He reaches into the toilet, grabs the jar, and just starts, like, poop, like, dripping, like, all over the place. Like, the story that Adam described was very detailed, very gross. Yeah. Adam gets, like, bleach, gloves, and, like, wipes and stuff and says, like, if you don't clean this bathroom, like, you're never allowed back. And 
he waited like 20 minutes. He goes back in the bathroom and it's still dirty. And he goes, all right, just get out of here. Never come back. And Nutcracker oh was kicked out of his house. Man, it just huh. solidifies. It solidifies <laughs> the fact of like how retarded he is. And thought he tried to a glass jar. That's just on. Just like it doesn't like even make sense. Bit. It's like. <laughs> but think about that, and think about like how many other. Charlie. Think about that, but then also think about how many other people with equivalent or lower intelligence are out there right now. No one it, it, working. I think here's, <laughs> the thing, here's the thing. Shot John That's is like disturbing. actually like he's got like he was stupid before, but he also now has like a drug addled brain. <laughs> so it's like it's Ooh. even worse. Like as bad as he was, Yo. like it's worse now because he's 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 It's probably just yeah, not he's there anymore. He's just like scary, bro. Like it's shriveled, it's shriveled and disappeared after years of non-use. There's a reason why people call him Shot John. is because it's like his personality now is just Shot. being retarded. <laughs> Bro, I have like some scary stories about the end of his run in VSW too. Like towards the end, like he was getting like really crazy about this whole Shot John shit. I remember one time I was at Evan's house. Like we were all smoking in Evan's backyard and Mike was there and he just takes out his camera and he goes, I'm going to start a YouTube channel called shot John, where I just film shot John <laughs> and shot John. Like he like laughed for like a second. And then like the camera was just on him for like a minute and he goes, stop filming. And Mike Capuccio is like, no, he goes, stop filming. And he like started screaming and like grabbed Mike Capuccio and they like started wrestling on the ground. Like, and it was like, like throwing punches at him and shit. And we had to break him up. It was ridiculous. Like he just went from zero to a hundred in one second. And then there'd be like late nights where like, I just get like 10 calls in a row and I would finally just give in and answer it from John. And he'd be like, yo, Paul, call me shot. And I'd be like, why? And he goes, I need to be fired up. Call me shot. Call me shot. And I go, okay, you're shot. And he goes, ah, it just fuels me to succeed. Call me shot again. I haven't heard yeah. this. That's he would ask me to do it. And other times he'd be like, yo, bro, like, like we got to start a band together. Like, or I, I think we can make at least $3 million off one album. What? You gotta believe, bro. You <laughs> gotta believe. He, he, I, it's got you, him, Grunge Lord, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was so, so stupid. Like, he just, he would call me like a hundred times in one day. He would call me until I stopped answering. Probably because he had no other friends. He'd be good as like, um, he's fucking retarded. Like, one, like one of the uh, guys in Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Like, he could be one of the Eds. Yeah. <laughs> He'd just be Ed. He'd just be, He'd be Ed. He's like, yeah, but imagine if Ed was like a dangerous psycho. Like, another time we were at Evan's house and uh, he was doing some psychedelics. And, you know, when you're on psychedelics, like, you get very personal and, like, you always want to be around your friends and stuff. And Adam was about to walk out of the room, like, out of the kitchen and John for some reason was holding a knife and walking around with a knife and like imagine John on you know his heavy heavy drug and he grabs Adam's hand and holding a knife in the other hand and goes don't leave me alone (laughs) like screams in his face And, oh, like, Adam, Adam was like, yeah, I'm very uncomfortable right now. And <laughs> then, like, a little while later, he, he kept complaining, like, oh, Evan, it's so hot in your house. Like, I want to get out of here. It's so hot. And then Adam goes, like, like, how about you get in your underwear and go outside? I'll spray you with the hose. <laughs> 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 
And the next day, like, they were at my house telling me the story, and Adam's like, yo, Paul, you know John is gay, right? And then John starts screaming, no, no, yo, Paul, 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 you know Adam's gay. Adam said the gayest shit to me ever yesterday. He asked me to get in my underwear. It was so, so funny. I couldn't take that dude any longer. It was like, that was the last week or two that I hung out with him. At least you have these what stories forever. I know. My life has been way better since then. It, it scares me that people like this exist. Yeah. I remember I was working on music with Adam. And then uh, he, he would just, Adam would just like look at like every like 10 seconds or something. Like Adam would just get a call from John. And John would just be like, oh, you want to hang out? And Adam's like, no, I'm working on music stuff. And he's like, cool, I'll come over. And then Adam's like, no, man. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't come over. That's not a good idea. And I mean, I got I to give Adam a lot of credit because he sort of insulated me from Shot John. And it was, just, it was very nice not having to deal with Shot John. And like, like the Shot John story that, was just, that will always be in, in my mind is the time that he overdosed on fentanyl. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he fucking died. <laughs> That's the big one. Yeah, you know that? let's not get into that one on the podcast. That one's a little dark. I'll, I'll, but I, we all know that one. I, yeah, as long that. as you guys know it. Yeah, it's very important. Nick, you know that one, right? So, uh, it's all about yeah, the oh, believe me, yeah, Nick knows. I know, I know about the mission to get water, and then he ended up OD <laughs> yeah, in his car. with Adam's car. <laughs> oh, and all of his yeah, money. all of his money was fucking gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell that story another time. That that's a story for another podcast. I feel like Adam just has run That's a that's a whole podcast. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Why would you trust him with your money though? He, he, he gave him his debit card to buy a crate of water for like five dollars. He didn't tell him to go to the ATM and withdraw three thousand. Yeah. I mean at the same time, like I don't yeah. know. Part of me is just like, okay, yeah, maybe like some bad decisions were made, but also just like I feel like bad luck, like just befriend, befriending this guy somehow that ends up being like a psychopath. Accidentally letting this guy stumble into Accidentally? Him. He accidentally gave oh. away all of my money. How did this happen? How did this happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, he was like so annoying, like with personal space too. Like, like sometimes he would just call me, like, like you were saying about hanging out, like, uh, like Katie would be over my house and I'm, and he'd be like, yo, can I come over? And I'm like, no, I'm hanging with my girlfriend tonight. He's like, oh, cool. I love Katie. I'm coming over. And then I would, <laughs> I would be like, bro, I said I'm hanging with my girlfriend. Like, not you. <laughs> and he would just keep calling. Like, I'm so so glad it's over. I wonder where he is right now. I, I, I heard he was in rehab. I, I hope he's doing good. When I first uh, met him, what? When I first met him, he was actually skinny, believe it or not. And then I really? didn't. How long yeah. ago did you meet him? I uh, I want Campus Carnage was in April, right? And I want to say yeah. Freeze Fest was when was Freeze Fest? February. March. 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 It was oh yeah, it was March. March. I, it was I, like March seventh. I met him um, two months before Freeze Fest, and he was skinny. And then at Freeze Fest, he was a little chubby. And then that next one month. Like March, April, May, yeah, M- one month he gained like another fifty pounds. I don't even know how it's possible. Oh, dude, dude. that's talent. That's insane. I don't know how it happened, but I remember. When, I remember when he came to my house to rehearse the match. Like he was just like in a uh, what's it called, the wife beater, and his gut was like hanging out <laughs> over you, his shorts. Did, and I'm like, what happened to did you? you? Did you tell him he needed to bulk up for his match or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I did not comment. Oh, 
I did not comment at all. It's okay. It, 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 it helped uh, really get the character oh, over. Man. Honestly, <laughs> the character wouldn't have been the same. It added, it added a lot. Exactly. I kind of feel bad for this guy, like, a little bit. Like, what's I don't. His backstory? Does, he have, does he have parents? Does he have a family? Yeah, like, yeah. Does, that's why he's still alive. It's because of his family and his support network. That's why he isn't dead somewhere right now. And that's why no one's sorry for him. Like, like, I don't know. It, this like, is is there it are passages. You, you go become his friend and you let us know, right? Yeah, yeah. Get I back to us. I'm now curious to have a soul. Sorry. Okay, sure. You have a soul. <laughs> no, this guy, this guy did it to himself. That's that's the real yeah, like, sad thing. I would definitely care if I didn't know all I already knew. But we oh, no, do, but we do have this I, information, I so... We have far too much bat story to Ashley. Oh, no, he also I took, took one of my bongs. He took one of my bongs. Oh, sorry, Cassie. What? No, I was, right. was going to say. No, go ahead. You go ahead. You He took one of my bongs to borrow, and he like used it like every day. I was like, all right, fine. Just get, bring it back at the end of the week. And the day before he was going to bring it back, his house got robbed, and they stole my bong. Oh, by him, probably. He never paid me back, and he lost a bunch of money in the robbery, too. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> oh, God. I know. I have a theory that I know the person who did it, but I'm not going to say that on any uh, any podcast or anything. It's probably I, the I, best. I think I know who did it, though. <laughs> I think it would be, like, extra funny if, like, that whoever stole the bong just, like, brought it back to you someday. Like, oh, yeah, this is yours, by the just way. Just left on your doorstep. I wish. I mean, it wasn't, like, my best one. It was, like, my backup. That's why I'm not, like, crying or anything, but it did suck. I loved Walter White. It was, like, a blue bong. Well, uh, oh. we'll start a relief fund for Paul's Paul's bong. <laughs> <laughs> Big facts. Where can I donate? What can you yeah, donate? Where, where can you? I donate? Is there, is there a... To the relief fund. Venmo, bro. Yeah, Venmo. F in the chat. So, you guys want to move on to a, a lighter area of VSW, perhaps? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Less, less, <laughs> this is like the, the, the fall. Like, we got to talk about the rise. It's, the it's rise. in reverse, actually. The beginning was the fall, and then it rose after. You started <laughs> off in free fall, then you just suddenly figured out how to fly halfway through. Exactly, yeah. I remember, I'll never forget, like, the match after Nutcracker, the event after Nutcracker quit. Like, Nick just said, like, wow, like... I wonder why, or I said, I wonder why the event went so well. And Nick's just like, because we didn't have a retard in one of the <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's and, true, because like, we just had four straight good matches that day. And it was just like, wow. Yeah, everything ran like cl like clockwork. It was, it was kind of weird. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, final record. I can't think of an event that was like not good since then. Like, if we, like, just listen out real quick, like, our Halloween Slasher Showdown, Final Reckoning was good, Freeze Fest 2 was awesome, and Consensual Violence. Like, those four events, or five, whatever, were all, like, solid, and they all went very smoothly with not too many issues. And then our COVID events, Celtic Clash and Just This Weekend Schools Out 2, both went smoothly as well, but we had a little bit of problems with Schools Out 2, just because we were so short-staffed. Like, we had wrestlers filming, wrestlers being the referee and stuff, but anything for content. And the wrestlers being the referees actually worked to our advantage because 
per, for each match, we were able to put a wrestler that has some sort of rivalry with the other wrestlers to, like, be biased. You know, like, fast oh, count one yeah. wrestler and slow count the other. Oh. And it actually led to some funny moments. Yeah, it was, it was really funny when they, like, it's always funny when they fight the ref. Like, that's a bit that never <laughs> never gets a laugh out of people. I chair-shotted uh, James at this last event. Fireball was the ref for my match, and I straight up chair shot. <laughs> so funny. Like you weren't even trying to like to get to get. Uh, who were you up against? It was um. Thunder, Thunder Ross. Ross. You weren't even trying to hit Connor. You just you just straight up went for James. <laughs> exactly. Like his back was turned to me, so that was just knocked him out. Hey, he didn't, if he didn't see it, it didn't happen. It, exactly. Because <laughs> it was a clean match technically. I mean, did he end up counting you? Did he count for you later? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he was. He's not that into wrestling, so he doesn't really think about the psychology of referee. Kind of psychology of you says. just beat the crap out of him, and then now he has to count for you. Exactly. He kind of just does what's on the script. So. Yeah. My favorite referee moment. Yeah, my favorite referee moment is when Evan Failure was referee. And he forgot to count, and you just threw him on the ground, and he decided that meant he had to pretend he fainted. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's like you got knocked out. And that was and that, then you just uh, started yelling at him, and then you're like, "Get up and count!" Yeah, I mean, what am I gonna do? There's like 30 kids watching, like one foot away. They see the, the dumbass. Like I threw him to the I threw him to the ground to count one, two, three. And he pretended like he smacked his head on the ground, and then he, he looks up at the sky like he's seeing stars, goes, and then goes out cold. And I'm like, get up! What was that? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Now, a lot of shit has happened, obviously, in VSW, like random rivalries and like fights and stuff like that. I want to know what Martin's favorite moment from the, the DJ position is. Oh, it's, it's so like, interesting watching you guys, like, do shit because i don't get to read the script before anything happens like i just show up and i could make that happen no, if you no. want I, think, I just never think about it i think it's funnier because like i like when i'm doing like actual reactions like that's like me actually reacting and be like oh man this is awesome and like i mean <laughs> yeah i mean i know who's going to win and lose because i have to to like play the music yeah, play the music but it's it's real. that's really like the least important part of the match like in in uh, just for me it's like Cause like oh yeah wh whoever wins whatever I just I just play the music. It's thing. about the journey. But like seeing how you guys like do stuff like up to that point is is always like the coolest thing because it's like you there's only so many props you can use and so many like also like however many props we have so it's like uh just like the way the different ways that like all of the different pieces can like interact with one another it's just is super super fun and interesting. Um. I'm trying to think though, like what is, uh, I think I think Freeze Fest, the the first one was was like my favorite event, just because I was supposed to. <laughs> you ref that event, you remember? Yeah, that? I was supposed to be the ref and the DJ. Oh, yeah. So it was like I'm running back and forth, and like I didn't, I, like I didn't really know what was going on, <laughs> and like so I show up to Paul's grandma's house in like a bow tie and like like a shirt bow tie and slacks and like you did look slack like like uh fresh as hell though oh, thanks that man. was a great referee outfit <laughs> but uh, i was like I, I, martin the best the best part the best part of you doing that was when you started the match you were you went to the wrestlers and you said all right this is going to be an extreme match make it extreme 
but keep it clean. <laughs> I don't want to be cleaning up after you, all right? Yeah. Go. <laughs> I I really had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and it was just so weird just showing up to, to, to that house. It was like a house full of strangers. And, like, you two just start hitting each other. <laughs> it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> And then That's Adam, a great way to describe and it. And then Adam's, like, making <laughs> stuff up. He's not even, like, saying, like, real moves. And, like, <laughs> I, I think I think one of my favorite moments is, like, Nikki Frow's, like, like walking around after just beating up beating up Paul. And then he just, like, like Adam's, like, in his way. And Adam's, like, please don't hurt me. And then Nikki ignores him. He straight up goes, like, uh, I don't want any trouble, sir. And he just completely ignores him and starts going. <laughs> <No. laughs> That's classic. It's funny that you mentioned props, Martin. Our props are fucked right now. <laughs> we needed like me and Nick need to throw up like a hundred two hundred blocks or something. All of our chairs have like been used so many times. Everything's bent. Like literally from people getting hit. Like the chairs are breaking, bent. I went to sit on the madman chair a few months ago. Like the chair I used almost every match, yeah. like up until just recently when it broke. I went to sit on it and the fucking chair just snapped in half. I <laughs> ate shit on the ground. <laughs> From all, all the matches and me throwing it at people and stuff like that, it just broke. Like the the folding chairs have a very short lifespan, and our kendo stick is fucked now. You can still use it, but it's like snapped. Like it's like being held together by a thread. Like we definitely need to re up our prop budget. And all of our table legs broke too. We have like four sets of table legs for making <laughs> the tables, and just whenever there's a huge table spot like jumping off something, or the weight of the person going through it just snaps the metal in half. Like. I, I can I can hammer it back in place, but only so many times. Yeah. So we really gotta re up our prop. Maybe there's prop. A, there's like there might be a better way to do it, like um like table legs that are just better suited for that kind of thing. Cause I I've looked high and low. If you find them, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely like an insider thing if we don't know it. Cause we just looked up this backyard wrestling video, and it's this like fat lady who's like, "All right, I'm going to teach you how to make tables." And we just like <laughs> listen to her. We're like, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, like the they and when I do hear from like the professional tables is that they're like 150 dollars a pop, and that is oh, not going to fly no. <laughs> with how many tables we break. Our, our the way I can build a table right now without needing new legs for like. 12 bucks, 10 bucks. Yeah. No, two of them. Two of them for that amount. Two bucks. I mean, that's tables. worth it. The, the going through the table is always a great, great spot. moment. Yeah, yeah exactly. Moment. It always adds a little extra pizzazz to a match. I think yeah. only like two or three of my matches, there's no table spot. Yeah, the tables are good because, like, when someone properly goes through a table, you're just like, okay, well, he's dead. The match is over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, that, actually, one of my favorite matches doesn't have a table at freeze fest two, uh me and vince did a handicap match against coco loco and there was no table spot but it's just so funny because it's like we're so obviously like cheating like because it's a <laughs> handicap like every time he tries pinning one of us the other one jumps yeah, on just run back, in like, and knock him off right exactly like it's like it's literally like a three stooges match and it's it's like my fa- it's my favorite one just because it makes me laugh so much and we actually, we double pinned him, too. We hit him in the face with the ladder. We put the ladder on him. We both jumped on he top of it. both jumped on top of it. That's good. So technically, we became the the double Bulldog champions. We both were champion at the same time. Right, where do you get the uh, the title belts? 
there's a, a website actually that sells them to like indie promotions and stuff like that. So me and Nick just cough up dough and we cu- cu- customly design the uh, the belt every time we need a new belt. It's called a pro pro am belts. Yeah, we only need we're probably gonna get new belts soon. Like uh, you guys are getting a little insider uh, preview. We're gonna have tag team belts this season. Oh, sick! Oh, that's awesome! Uh, I'm excited for more yeah. tag team matches because I yeah, tag team tag teams are. Great. I think it like I love tag team matches. We just had like a really low uh, staff during COVID. Like as soon as school starts, I think we'll be able to do them more often. You think you're gonna get some new uh, maybe some new guys or maybe some yeah. guys that you have already with like some new gimmicks maybe. Exactly. Like, like, uh, we have people, we always have people that want to join. Like we had a guy named Earl who's Thunder Ross's manager, who was becoming a big part of the show. And then he just, he couldn't make the show the last one. He couldn't make this one. We have a new wrestler named Justin time. Who's like a freaking acrobat. Like he does all these crazy drop kicks and he's like flying all over the ring and, and he loves it too, but he's only had like two matches cause COVID thing. He hasn't been able to come since then. So we were really getting bigger than we ever were right when COVID started. We, there was a frat, the beta frat was asking us to do Campus Carnage 2 at their backyard. And they have like this huge backyard where they have darties and they were going to invite everyone. So we were about to have our biggest event right when COVID oh, happened. Man. So hopefully we could recapture that magic this year. That would have been awesome. If we get to go back to school. Yeah, I know. Dude, I was going to, I was going to, me and Nick are still talking about building a steel cage, but I was going to make it happen at that time. I had some money at that time, so I was ready to just shell out for some fencing. I might know a guy. I might know a guy. He's like a welder. Um, it's actually my neighbor. It's my ne- It's my neighbor who collects everything. If he knows how to get steel cages on like stands, like just fencing, like that's all it needs to be, just fencing. And we could put it in like a, a six by six by six. Or oh, whatever. I think I think he Our definitely has a, has a bunch of fencing. I could ask him, but I'll have to owe him a favor. So, um, I figure out, I'll figure favorite. out what. Well, well, we could just give him oh, money, favorite. obviously. Give him <laughs> I'll figure out what kind of what kind of favor I can owe him. Oh, me sucky sure. sucky. Yeah. Build my steel cage. Me love you long <laughs> time. Me love you long time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that would be fucking sick if we have an event with a cage. Like, that would bring so many heads to our backyard. That would be awesome. You know what? I'm actually kind of curious. Oh, wait. Continue. What'd you say, Kevin? I said it might be worth the sucky sucky for Martin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm actually kind of curious, like, Cassie and Dana's first reaction. You guys came, like, mid-event to a bunch of, like, retards screaming in my backyard. (laughs) (laughs) Just curious to like, like what was like the first reaction to that? I haven't even seen you well, guys since high school at that point. This is true. So I actually, I, I think Martin had shown me whatever the first one, Freeze Festival. I had seen a couple of them online. And I mean, I hang out with these idiots all the time. So like, it wasn't a huge culture shock to me. I thought it was very it's cool. Like I thought it was really creative. I'm going to fight. Uh, one, every time I um, see you now, I'm going to fight Chris or Andrew. Yeah, let's just <laughs> here, I'm going to fight. Do it. Um, I really liked the one, the one I came to, I thought it was really well organized. It felt like I was at like, I don't know, like, like, it felt like I should have paid a semi-legit thing. I guess, it, <laughs> for lack of a better way of saying it. It was like really well organized. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I remember Dana, Dana like changed a lot since high school too. I know you had like five tattoos or whatever when I saw you, I was like, whoa, what's up? That's cool. <laughs> um... Yeah, because I was in the same boat as Cassie, whereas I had seen videos of it from Martin previously. 
So when I went to the thing, I was like, okay, this is like interesting because I've never been to anything similar to that as one would imagine as this is a pretty creative concept. But I also had like Chris and one other person like directly beside me. Oh, it was Chris and Andrew, I remember. Yeah, no, and they just kept yeah. screaming things. Yeah, you guys were really hyping it up. I they was glad that you guys were like, I was like, the audience is important. You gotta yeah, call, gotta, you know, the three of us were talking about how important the crowd was. I was just like randomly screaming whatever <laughs> yeah. moves they were doing. Were like, we, just, we gotta yell, we just gotta yell. Like, we, we just gotta There's yell. a few yells that are like, like really prominent to me at School's Out where Chris yells like during the Nutcracker match. It always makes me laugh. Chris like, uh, when Nutcracker threw uh, Minnie Mac out of the ring, Chris yells, He's not happy! <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, you even got interviewed, right, Chris? You got interviewed, that one. Oh, yeah. I don't know why that happened. It's because you were, like, the most, you were, like, the loudest person. I was the only crowd, one doing so anything. Were... <laughs> you were very animated. I mean, I was oh, yeah. trying, but I'm not a loud person. <laughs> And when he sounded like a drunk guy, honestly, when we debu- <laughs> when we debuted the belt, we we're like, "This is the world championship," and you yelled, "That's a big piece of bling!" <laughs> <laughs> you did that like you're fucking like drunk off your ass. It's that's the effect but wrestling has. On it people. only enhanced the show. Yeah, yeah. like the, it, that's how I get at wrestling shows too. There I were like ten other people there well. besides like Brandon and Andrew. Like they were quiet the whole time. Yeah, what's with the respectful yeah, audience? people behind us were like, kind of just chatting with each other. That's true. Like, hey, there were people gotta, not pulling their like, mic. Like, yeah. Say yeah. something. It's like, what's with this? They, they didn't get crazy as the show went on, but they really liked the Nutcracker match because all those guys hated Nutcracker. So they wanted to see him. They <laughs> so like watching him get put through a table, but then it didn't break and let's do it again. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Watch him up and the table just falls over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that was like a reoccurring thing. It got a little closer every time. The first time I tried putting him on a table at Campus Carnage, it just collapsed instantly. And then the school's out. They were actually able to lift him onto it. And then he was on it for like a second, and then it collapsed. <laughs> and then at Total Meltdown, John, uh, the other John, uh, Lexi's boyfriend, actually tried to AA him through the table. And this is the closest we ever got. He His legs hit the table. It cracked. Yeah. And then it didn't break, and it just fell over. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got. I remember that. I know. That was good. Yeah, Man, the only way he ever went through one is when uh, Mini Mac put him in, put the table in the, in the corner. corner, and just whipped yeah. him into it. Yeah, that's what happens when you weigh too much for uh, a backyard wrestling. I table. mean, it was impressive that he got him into an AA in the first place. Even exactly. Yeah, I told them how to do it right. I said just. Pick him up together and just throw him forward, like up, lift him by his legs. But they just ignored what I said. I was a little heated, but it's okay. Yeah, it's just like when when that match was going on, there was just so much stupid stuff. Like I was screaming in the locker room the whole time. There was a spot where there was an ornament that Nutcracker was supposed to throw at the Grim Weeder, uh, Justin, <laughs> and he couldn't find. I told him five times before he went out there. I said, oh, I "Where where's the ornament?" And he goes, oh, the right, the right tire. And I said, okay, where's the ornament? The right tire. Where's the ornament? The right tire. He goes out there. He looks at the left tire. <laughs> and then he goes to the one diagonally across. And then he goes back to the left one. <laughs> he checked the same tire twice instead of checking the one. And even our friend Sal, who was the ref, was like, hey, dude, it, there's an ornament over here. Like, he's trying to point to it without being obvious for the camera. And he just ignored him. Like, it's so stupid. It's so funny. I just keep going keep going on the Nutcracker tenant because he is a part of VSW history, so I'll never forget Definitely. all of his Definitely. moments.
Yeah. So, uh, Nick, is there anything that you want to talk about? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I, Nick's I don't like know. the on-screen president of VSW. Yeah, that's true. You're like you're you're not only in every match. You know, you're like the announcer. You're a character. You're you're like a you're like a you're complete in, you're presence. You're in the Royal Rumble. I'm like yeah. the Vince McMahon. I run everything. I commentate everything, and I'm an asshole to everybody around me. Oh, there you go. It's true. He, he actually had a pretty McMahon. good uh, rivalry with the Grunge Lord at school. That's right. I hated the Grunge Lord, and we. He was gonna it. fire the Grunge Lord if he lost the match against Nick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the a Grunge good Lord one got to us watch. The first win. Yeah, if you've never seen that match, that we referenced uh, Spider-Man 2002 in that match. <laughs> yeah, he, he uh, Grunge Lord runs out of the ring. He jumps on like this little cliff in our backyard, and Nick goes, "What are you doing up there?" And Grunge Lord goes, "Staying away from you." <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It's classic. Do you have like your own favorite uh, like moment, Nick? Um, my favorite moment. I would say is probably Campus Carnage, just because that was the first time it felt like a real thing. Like, I remember just sitting at the commentary table next to Adam, and I was just like, there's like four people watching this in chairs, but that's still four people. And I was just like amazed that this was even happening. We had like a cart. There were three matches that day. It was just like, it was just like overwhelming to me. I couldn't believe that it was happening. And that was so I'll never forget that day. Yeah, me neither. And that was the BR era before Ring. <laughs> Just getting dumped <laughs> on the, the ground. Those were those were some wild bumps before we had the Ring. Whenever somebody got tossed, I was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> a little scared. Oh, by the way, is this Kevin? Is that Kevin? Yeah, that's Kevin. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, hey, hi, Kevin. Kevin. How you doing, it's Kevin? Kamor, the real I'm doing player. good. Yeah, yeah. I have a job. I work a nine to five now. It's He's weird. a full, full, full blown wage talk now. Wage talk. Wage talk. Wagey. Wow. Yeah, uh, I deserve that. <laughs> yeah, you oh, look at this guy being employed. Boo. So, Kevin, Kevin, you just got here. You're recording, right? Am I, right, I am? I bet. All right. Um. So we're talking VSW. We got um Nick and Paul here. Uh, what what is your favorite VSW moment? I don't know. If, have you ever gone to a match? Has, have um, you been to one? Have you actually been to I one? I have not been to one. Oh, my God. But I've seen uh, a couple of them. My favorite moment. I don't know. I just like <laughs> that one time, like, really early on when uh, there was, like, nothing but just snow <laughs> that you uh, guys were the first fighting one. in. Yeah, the first one. Where, like, there was literally nothing. It was, like, basically a bar fight that was taken outside. <laughs> it's true. Like, like that, that just solidified, I don't know, the direction of it. It's like, you go there yeah, and you see some, some wild antics. Exactly. And we were lucky enough, when we did Freeze Fest 2, it, like, snowed, like, right before like the the night i know the night before freeze fest too it snowed like like we weren't we weren't sure we were going to call it freeze fest if there wasn't snow but we were just lucky enough that we got it we were going to call it strike first which was a previously canceled event 
Yeah, we, we never did get snow. the strike first. We had like two events <laughs> that got canceled. They're both named strike first. And then and then the third time we tried strike first, uh, it snowed and we're like, okay, we have to do freeze fest. <laughs> <laughs> First strike out. I mean, that was three uh, strikes. Now you should name the next one. Yeah, strike out. Strike out. That's a good one. We struck out. Yeah, strike out. Oh, yeah, true. Out. I'll get my old Oh, yeah, strike out actually would be a good name. Fit in it for the cover. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I actually I'm I'm kind of confused about a loose end. Um, so do you remember at in um? There are many loose ends. Yeah, I was like, there's like there's like plot <laughs> holes in this real life event. <laughs> but um, I was I'm I'm kind of confused. Like whatever happened to Tyler Hayes being like the owner of the company and he's oh like, my god, bought him out. You know what happened to Tyler Hayes owning the company is he didn't own a working car to come to the event. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it yeah that's uh, not, the company not a good i invited him like yeah sell the company yeah i invited him like three consecutive or four consecutive events after that first event where he debuted and he was just like never able to come like there was always something that came up so i'm like all right we can't have a general manager only work from the phone like no, you know, man, like no, calling us every time something's working. supposed to happen. You gotta get like the you gotta get like the laptop like when we're yeah. Fuck in. that, <laughs> really Dude, the, the raw general manager is Anonymous. so stupid. That was dumb. You could do but, like in yeah, uh, so next and have him on like a TV on like a rolling cart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you just, no, and then you just like have Nick like whenever you get an email, he's like, I have an email from the general manager. Let me read it out to everybody. I would love to do that. That sounds that. Brilliant. Dude, can you believe that at WrestleMania that one year, the rock, the main event of WrestleMania had to do with the rock screaming at a laptop? Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter what your email says. How stupid is that? Oh yeah. My God. But um, that Tyler Hayes thing is such a funny story because my friend Tyler Hayes drove all the way up. Like, he lives like on the edge of PA, so to come to Connecticut, it was like a three and a half hour drive or something like that. And he comes all the way up. And we had this script for him to, like, be involved in a match with me and Nikki Farrow and shit. Like, he was going to, like, special guest referee and stuff. And then Nikki Farrow, like, no-shows. So it's like, okay, I'm fighting Nutcracker now. And, <laughs> and that, was, that, that was the match that we were going to do. And we just said, you'll announce that I'm fighting Nikki Farrow at the next event. And you could also announce that it's going to be for the belt, like, the first match for the belt. And he's like, okay, man, like, I got this down. Like, I got the script read, like, five minutes before he's supposed to go out. He's like, I'm nervous, bro. Like, I don't know I can do this. I'm like, dude, there are two people in the <laughs> You can go out there and say, I'm going to fight someone, and you're going to debut a belt. And he's like, okay, bro. And then he was waiting in the gorilla position, which is, like, the right before you go out. You know, it's, like, the before the yeah. door. And he was waiting in the gorilla position, and I was outside. And he's like, is my music playing? And I'm like, no, not yet. And then I go into the, the locker room, and he's like, I'm freaking out. Like, he's screaming at me. I can't hear the music. I don't know how I'm supposed to go out. And then Martin just, like, looks at me, or Nick looks at me. And I'm like, all right, go out, buddy. And right before he goes out, he <laughs> says, Paul, like, while I'm out there, like, can, can you look at me through the window to help me relax more? <laughs> and I was like, sure, buddy. And he goes out there, and I go right to the window, and then, like, Nutcracker or something slaps me in the back and goes, what do I do for my match? And I just left him out there by himself. Just completely ignored him. And he bombed the promo, too. Like, it's the only thing in VSW that's never been reposted. Like... It's we the were... only promo segment in the VSW. 
Yeah, it's it's probably accurate. Like usually our promos happen like in addition to matches. Like that's the only like person that comes out and talks and then actually leaves without a match happening. But he like he was so fast. Like he goes, "Thank you all for coming to this event. I'm the general manager. Uh, I'm really happy with this attendance." And he kept lowering and raising the mic up to his mouth. Like he was like super nervous. Like it's it's really a sight to see. I'll drop that link somewhere after this. But yeah, that and then that was the end of Tyler Hayes. We tried getting him for the next event for schools out and he couldn't come. So we had like the segment where he calls and like makes a match like on the phone, but it was so stupid and nobody watched the video. So we're like, all right, he's done. He's not the general manager anymore. Now it's Nick. <laughs> it's over. He's being bought out. He was forced yeah. to sell. Exactly. If he comes back, we have plans to utilize him, but he just has to come back. Yeah, Nick versus Tyler Hayes match. Yeah, how are you going to explain this away? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. How are, how are you going to like explain all of this away? Are you going to like... We don't. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> Treat it like it's just like, Well, like, if like, the time comes, we would cut like a little... We would show flashbacks. Like, if, like, we have a few more loose ends. It's funny that you bring up loose ends because you guys all know Leon, like the only black guy in VSW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Leon, uh, he he helped Mini Mac. He was like his his name was Big Mac in VSW, and he was Mini Mac's like his partner, his manager. He was like Big Mac, and he helped him beat Nutcracker. And then for the next event, Leon told me he couldn't come. So I was like, oh shit! Like, what are we what are we gonna do with Leon? Like, school's gonna start soon. Like, we gotta write him off the show. So we had him film a promo saying like, hello, people of VSW, like. I'm severing ties from the Mac family. I'm no longer going to fight in the shadow of this, this midget. Like, <laughs> he, he has yet to come back. So that's a loose end. We're hoping one day Big Mac can rejoin he's gonna get a, VSW. He's going to get a big pop when he returns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, um, that the final Nutcracker match was a triple threat, and that was when we introduced the Bulldog title. The Bulldog title yeah, is our, is our like, second. And, uh... Yeah, it was it was uh it was it's like our secondary title. The world championship yeah. means you're a top dog. The bulldog means you're like you're a tough to motherfucker. The, to the mid card. Exactly. And the first ever bulldog champion was this guy named John, who's uh, Lexi's boyfriend. He's a friend of mine, and we've tried to get him back like five or six times since then, and he's always busy or always can't come out to to wrestle. So we just have like the history of the bulldog title. The first <laughs> champion was only champion for like 30 seconds because Coco Loco stole the belt from him. And I thank Christ every day that we didn't, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't leave the belt on him because if we left the belt on him, we never would have got it back. We'd have just had, hey, he had to vacate it or something. Uh, that's a shame. John, from what I remember, did a good job. Like he did that like Iron He's Man great. like flip landing into the ring. Exactly. Like we loved his look. Like he, he was pretty good promo on the mic and he, he did some cool moves. Like, yeah, he was able to flip and do some parkour shit. So we want him back like crazy. And now that we have just in time, like the, he's the rapper gimmick at our company who's like like i told you earlier he's doing all these crazy like moves in the ring he's flying around the ring he does all these crazy drop kicks like a match between wrath and justin time is like a, a dream book match yeah, for me like i want i want to see that happen would you agree nick yeah if the stars align <laughs> yeah because justin time we can get justin time he lives right next to our school oh shit we hit 300 subscribers yo Yay. yo oh yeah i we've, saw that before. Yeah. dude we've been nice. on thank you we've been on champagne. we've oh, been on 299 yes. for like a week now awesome i've been waiting for that that final one
301. Yeah. But yeah, there's some good VSW out there. If you've never seen a fireball match, it <laughs> it is uh it's a doozy. His ass crack. You know what's funny? This is a good story. Fireball, our friend James, he uh he said he didn't want anybody to know who he was when he wrestled. So that's a picture of him. If you guys see that thumbnail I just sent in the Discord, can everybody see that? It's a picture. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's Fireball, and oh yeah, he said I don't want anybody to know who I am when I wrestle, even though obviously everyone would recognize him because he's the cameraman. It's like his persona, like his superhero persona, and he that's why he's wearing that hat because he didn't want people to see his hair. And I remember after the event, during the watch party, at one point during the match, his hat falls off. And he said, like, like the other thing that happened during the match the entire time was his pants didn't fit him. And his ass crack was hanging out the entire match. And when his hat fell off during the, the, the watch party, when we were all drinking and watching the matches, he goes, you guys need to censor my hair. I don't want people to know who I am. And I, and I just yell, you want your hair to be censored? I mean, very telling. Hair yeah, isn't common. Maybe you meant. I, I couldn't I look. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't identify someone by an ass crack. So there's no yeah, need maybe, to censor you know, that. Maybe he meant. I know. It's just like it was so it was so embarrassing, bro, for him. Like we were we we let him have it. Like the thing about VSW is it's kind it's kind of like like a low key frat. Like if somebody does a bad job, like you get made fun of like really hard. So with with uh fireball like we were all just pointing and laughing at the screen the whole night <laughs> and he and he took it he took it like a man and i have respect for that he did not cry or anything very funny <laughs> yeah censor my hair <laughs> i just want to know what that would look like everyone would question what was going on hey like, if you want to know volume black bar over those hair yeah, it's you like want... he has the hat on because like his brain is exposed so like <laughs> he takes it off like you gotta censor his brain <laughs> exactly if you want to know what he looks like um i think martin might have even been there for that watch party i think that's the one that you stayed for i might have stayed for one right. of them was that the one where diego got shit-faced Oh my god, you tell that story, bro. That's a great story. <laughs> so so I'm just like Joey chilling Jitsu. and it's just like I think this was Freeze Fest two. Right? Am I Okay, am yeah, I it wasn't Freeze Fest two. It was consensual violence was oh, the one with right, fireball, right, right, so right, right, you weren't right. there for that watch party. But continue it was Freeze Fest two. Joey Jitsu had a match against Thunder Ross. That was Thunder Ross's yeah. debut. And I think Thunder Ross like pounded him into the dirt, just like turned Yeah, he fucked them up. Jo- that was a great debut. Turned Joey Jitsu into into a fine powder. Um Joey Jitsu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like uh, so I was like, all right, Diego, I'll, I'll um I'll pick you up. So I picked him up. Like uh I mean I, I wasn't really saying anything to him in the car on the way over because I was like I was just like, oh, I'll just come pick you up. It'll be fine. And I was like, I didn't really have anything to say because I didn't. I don't really know the guy. Um, yeah, thank you for doing that, by the way. He would not have been able to come if you couldn't oh, do it's, it. It's no problem. Um, so we're like, oh, all right, this is this is fun. We had a we had a great match. Uh, Joey Jitsu got beat up, and uh, he decides to pour himself a rum and coke. Now Joey Jitsu is like. Younger than us. Not that that's indicative yeah, of anything. He's, it's a bunch of college kids partying, and this guy is like 18. Yeah, so I think he thought he had something to prove maybe. or something like that. So he, he pours himself <laughs> oh, a, a, a drink that was heavy on the rum, very light on the Coke. The proportions were not, were not <laughs> correct. 50-50. So, and he drank oh, yeah. like two of them. 
and like a beer or something, and he drank it all really, really quickly. So no sooner did Let the we shit get, show start. No sooner did we get <laughs> onto the highway, and for whatever reason, Siri. Oh wait, 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 Martin, Martin, Martin! You gotta, you gotta tell the the most important part of the story before you even left. Something really crazy happened. I don't remember. I don't recall. I tried to block out that entire day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So he gets ridiculously drunk, and. The love starts pouring. Oh out. yeah, 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 I love you, drunks. And we're literally like all, the whole VSW locker room. Like, there's like ten or eleven of us just like in oh, the God. room. And he's just like standing up in front of all of us, be like, "I just want you guys all to know how much I love you." Like, <laughs> hey, Coco yeah. Loco, like you're Hispanic, I'm Hispanic. We need to make a tag team. <laughs> like, like I just love you so much. Like, and then he starts grabbing like my hand, and he's like telling me like I'm so grateful for you, Paul. You're like my brother, and and I, I it was all nice stuff, so I couldn't really say anything like mean. But it was just like it was really. He gay. was digging himself such a huge hole, bro, in <laughs> front of so everybody. Funny. And like we couldn't like so call bad. him out on it or make fun of him because it would just it he would just absorb it like he wouldn't even remember it. You know exactly. And so and then after that whole shit show, I think actually somebody has a video of that. I think Greg filmed them being like, "I love you." I gotta. I'm gonna ask Greg for that right now. But go ahead, tell me the the story in the car. So for whatever reason, Siri decides to take me on I-95. And I don't know if you know this, but when I-95 is cutting through, like, Brooklyn and the Bronx in New York City, there is no shoulder, right? So I'm, I'm most of the way home, you know? I'm, like, uh, it's, like, an hour and a half drive, and I'm, like, 45 minutes home. But, like, almost immediately, before I even get on the highway, he's just, like, he gave himself the spins in the span of, like, an hour. You know? He's just, like, and that's, and now it's, like, putting it lightly. Like, this kid was not doing okay like i got out of the car to go get gas right and this dude is like not okay he was like I'm like you, you okay man he's like yeah 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 i just need to I just need to sleep i'm like okay and so i'm like <laughs> i'm like i'm like driving along and i'm like in the slow lane right so actually no i was in the fast lane going home uh because i was like all right you know i just i'm tired i just want to get home like i'm definitely getting home after dark like there's no way and so he's like, he like, he like all of a sudden like jolts awake. He starts like tapping my shoulders like, dude, dude, I need you to pull over. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I like grind to a, like I jump across three lanes of traffic and I like go from like going like 80 miles an hour down to nothing. And like, I like, oh, he opens the door and he just like falls out onto the shoulder and he's just like puking <laughs> his brains out. And so, oh so I'm like, okay, all right, this is bad. I think I think he's he threw up once. I think he'll be okay. I think I think we'll be fine. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, all right, I'll get back in the fast lane. And then no, again, like literally like 30 minutes later, he he makes me pull over again. I'm like, okay, man, this is good. This is good. All right, whatever. Yep, let it all out. And I-95 doesn't have any shoulders, and thankfully he was able to keep it. He was able to stay asleep for in the entire time that we were going through like a tunnel there's like there's no shoulders there's nowhere to pull over you like you like can't you know and he just like he like i think in the time it took us to get home or at least at clifton where he lives it was it, he he had to lean like fall out onto the shoulder like fall out of the car at least five times and he was like, yeah, I, st I felt bad about that for so long. Nah, I called Diego fine. and said, you have to call Martin and apologize again. I, it, it, it's it, fine, it, man. It, shit happens. 
Did you guys talk about anything on the ride there, or was it just like... No, he was playing Switch silence. the whole time, and I was listening to what music. What an asshole! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What a fucking dick! Well, uh, well, no, I didn't no, know that. It was actually fine, because a lot of the times I just like... Like, I don't know if you, you guys are not, not, I mean, Paul Paul and Nick, you've taken the ride, but, like, it's a nice drive, you know? It's not an unpleasant drive. You know, it gets a little boring. Yeah, there's, like, the trees and yeah. the forest. Yeah, uh, what, what is that, Hutchinson nice. Parkway? Merritt Parkway. Yeah, I don't know, something like and that. And it's also, there's a nice bridge and everything. It is a nice drive. Yeah, it's, not it's a nice long, drive, so and I'm just like enjoying, hour. I'm enjoying the day. You know, I'm just, like, we didn't really have a lot to talk about, and uh, I mean, I was okay with that because I mean, I I try to be a little like I'm a little reserved when I'm not in the company of friends, so it's like whatever. Um, That's fine. I was just curious. Yeah, but when we get when we get back to Clifton, he like I like somehow brought up like the fact that I was like an audio engineer. He's like, "Yo, I'm like an audio engineer too. I'm like going to school for that." I'm like, "Oh yeah, oh really? Oh wow, that's cool. Get inside your house. Don't puke in my car." <laughs> <laughs> we have arrived at the destination. Yeah, Any like, chance of conversating has ended. I was just like, I just need Your this free guy. Uber is over. I just need this guy out of my car. He's been pounding farts in here the entire time, and I can't open a window. <laughs> yeah. Bro, it's so funny to think about that. All this like nuts shit has happened in the company. Like we had a, a guy dr- overdose on drugs. Uh, we've had many other you know close calls and shit. But the funniest thing is the steroid scandal. Now, for a wrestling company of only, like, four months, we had somebody start taking steroids. Dude, now, so- why? Somebody, somebody made a comment about Carl's muscles or something like that. Sad. And got so insecure. That- <laughs> we, we, were, we were at the gym, uh, I want to say, like, July oh, of, like, no. the first year of VSW. And he goes, Paul, do you want to try this medicine? And I'm like, what? And I'm like, what is it? And and he's, I forget the name of it. It's like something with an S, like Soraya or something like that. Don't quote me because I don't remember the exact name. I, I could ask him, but it wasn't steroids. And he goes like, it it makes you stronger. And I'm like, well, like, is where where is this from? And he's like, oh, I get it from this guy in like Poland, like, and I'm like, so it's it's, oh God. it's, it's not legal. And he goes, no, but oh you want God. me to get you a bottle? And I'm like, this sounds like steroids. And he goes, like, no, it's not steroids. And then I looked it up, and it said like anabolic steroids. <laughs> oh bro, my God. <laughs> the opinion oh of the Polish driver is really plummeting. Oh, he's taking steroids and. He asked me if I want a bottle, and, you know, I'm I'm pretty, you know, try to be straight-headed, like, don't do any, like, crazy drugs or anything like that. He asked Evan, do you want a bottle, like, one second later. Evan's like, he's going to make oh me jack, bro. <laughs> and Evan started taking steroids throughout the entire song. Oh, my God. Wait, so so I know that, like, Evan's not like, an athlete, unless Damn. he's on, like, the hockey team still. I mean, he's in good shape, but he's not, like... Uh, no, muscle. but I mean, like, is he on a team for the school? No. All right, it's... He doesn't go to college. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I thought he went to Sacred Heart with you guys. No. Oh. He's just... A lot of his friends are my friends from school, so he likes to come up. He just showed up one day, and he never went (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But Evan uh, Evan went to school in Connecticut. He went to 
New Haven University, and he had this crazy stomach problem, like where his like lo- small intestine was like, oh yeah, like, basically disintegrated. So he had to leave school for like at least six months. So he missed a whole semester, and then he just kind of like never went back. So he could have went back. I don't know why he didn't want to or something. Maybe he didn't like the school or he didn't have enough friends or something, but he just decided that he didn't want to go. And then a year went by of him doing like nothing. And then he was like, all right, now I want to have a full-time job and turn my life around. And he started like working out every day and he got in really, really good shape and he got a job at LA fitness and he really has turned his life around for the better. So That's I'm awesome. pretty proud of him. That's good for him. Yeah. Really so cool. he has a full-time job now. And now that COVID's happening, the gym's closed. He's actually making more money being unemployed than he was when he was working. He's making like $1,000 a week to do nothing now. Awesome. Right now. Or you could make $1,000 a week doing nothing at the gym. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah. And when he does uh, work there, you know, he just, whenever he finishes his shift, he's at the gym, so it might as well work out. So he was like keeping up with his habits very well and then he started taking steroids steroids. (laughs) yeah that was was before that that was the summer before but yeah yeah once he started working there he was not doing that anymore (laughs) i'm pretty sure is carl an athlete at sacred heart like is he on a team carl doesn't do any sports no but he was a big soccer guy in high school and middle school and stuff well he is kind of a big guy so getting into soccer would, would make him a big soccer guy yeah, so uh, Carl Carl is very <laughs> image uh, image sensitive. If you make a comment about his image, he will g- take it very close to heart. But it's like Clearly, everyone I mean, you start doing steroids, dude. But like <laughs> everyone loves him, though. Like there, there's no, literally nothing wrong with with him, you know. I don't know, man. All I say is that he is very sensitive. To comments like i remember it, it was worse freshman year like now like vsw started like our our junior year so we were already or was it sophomore year i think it was sophomore year it was late yeah. sophomore year yeah so vsw started sophomore year but freshman year like carl like he would spend like 20 minutes in the bathroom before we'd go out to dinner I'd be like come on i'm starving and he'd be like, i need to do my hair like, <laughs> 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 and i'll never forget one time uh he was like in the mirror and like his nipples were like st- showing through the shirt and he's like do you think that this is a good thing you think that girls like seeing my nipples like, oh, no. let, let's, let's ask the girl's opinion cassie and dana do you think it's hot when you see the guy's nipples through the shirt i mean not that's a question <laughs> That's a yes. That's a resounding <laughs> yes. That's a yes. <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> right. we don't think hey, Dana, yes. if you think it's hot, don't say anything at all. I'm saying stuff. No, I said Dana, not Cassie. And there was was a yes. Come on. Wait, I actually didn't hear what Cassie said. What did Cassie say? I said no. One vote no. Oh, Cassie, Cassie's a titty oppressor. Free titties. <laughs> Free the titties. Free the titties. Exactly. And Dana didn't say anything, so that's 50 yeah. 50. I'll tell Carl yeah, to keep doing it. I think she's muted. No, you should totally just tell tell Carl, like, yeah, man, dude, like, chicks love that, dude. No, no, no. Uh-oh. Keep it half and half. One hard, one soft, one erect. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a feat. That's just impressive. Yeah. And another time when we were like, we were, one time we were at the restaurant at school, like our cafeteria, and one little tiny, like, dot landed on a shirt of pasta sauce. 
and <laughs> Carl, <laughs> he didn't want anyone to see this dot, like, on our walk back to our dorm. And he's like, I, I, I can't have somebody see this. And I'm like, Carl, you, you barely even <laughs> notice it. He walks he all the way back. Yeah, he walks all the way back to the dorm, holding his hand in the middle of his shirt, just like like he's grabbing like his his boob or something yeah, like that. Guy, he obviously is insecure about his image. In... Yeah, real casual, like just strolls uh, over. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure like the hand was more noticeable than the actual boss. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like he's much better now. Like he's much more confident. But that at that time, freshman year, he was very loose with that. Do you have any stories like that, Nick, about Carl or any wrestler in VSW? Oh, jeez, I don't know. <laughs> Carl's just always, like, something to deal with. He always has something to complain about. <laughs> like, with when we're writing the matches, he's always wanting to, like, like, with Joey Jitsu, we wrote a match with him, and he's like, Joey Jitsu cannot get any moves in. He can't get one move. And I said, Carl, he needs to get one move in or it's a boring match. He's like, okay, one move. Joey gets one move. Yeah, dude, that was that was that was hilarious because our our event before that fight, he said something. This is like when Carl's frat was like starting to get really into VSW. Like everyone was watching it. They were all calling him the Polish Hammer, and. Joey Jitsu in his promo said, like, fuck the Polish Hammer for throwing me out of the Battle Royal. Like, I was going to win that shit until he threw me out. Like, fuck him. And they all the frat guys saw that. So they're constantly telling Carl, like, you got to fuck up Joey Jitsu. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Carl didn't want to let them down because he knew they were all coming to the event. That was like our first huge crowd, that Halloween event. There was like over 30 people. And. When we were writing the match, like a few days before, he's like, "Yeah, like nothing. He can't do anything. I want to put him in the trash can, kick the trash can, punch him in the face." Like he just kept saying, like, "I want to beat the shit out of him, and I don't want him to do anything." And if you watch the match, the match is hysterical. Like he literally does one thing to, to Carl. Like he 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 goes, "I will not go down that easy, Polish hammer," and he slaps him in the face and throws the trash can. That's it. The rest of the match is Carl beating the shit out of him. And then, like, I mean, the crowd definitely wasn't helping. Like I know Carl takes out his his hearing aid for the uh for the matches, but like, dude, like you could tell, like you could just look at the crowd. They were they were out for blood, dude. They wanted to see. Oh Joey man, Jitsu. they wanted they wanted. They, if you put Joey Jitsu in the crowd, they would have killed him. They honestly would have. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted they wanted him to die, and it's so funny to me. I edited it a little differently, but like when I was first editing the raw footage, and you just see the shot of him walking up the stairs from the basement, and the entire crowd like, <laughs> and, the, and the Karate Kid music is playing. You're the best around. And it's such uplifting music, and the crowd is like, die. Trying to murder. The crowd was insane. It's comedy it's genius, so obnoxious. Bro. Like, I gotta say, like that crowd, the energy was insane, but it was like like the bad kind of insane i think like they were like i i know what you're saying but i still enjoy oh, it, it. Awesome. i mean they did they did warm up to some people at, they booed katie when katie came out but at the end of the match they all went katie 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 yeah. like they got hype it's a, so they yeah. weren't totally ruthless but they were pretty negative i mean against joey jitsu like i mean obviously they had they were rooting for carl yeah, they, they have to. but like there was no love for joey jitsu at all if anyone wants to see that like first five seconds of that match, click that link right there. It's it is it's fucking brutal. That's <laughs> <laughs> it literally happens instantly. You hear Joey Jitsu and the entire crowd Boo! <laughs> Oh my god, it's so loud. <laughs> There's so many people, dude. Oh, poor Joey.
Uh, he's yeah, fine. and Joey Jitsu, that was another like big injury that happened. Like at one point, Carl swings him around in a circle, and he smacked him right into the metal pole, ring post like so oh. hard, his ribs were fucked up. I re- I remember he was like he was like, guys, I need to sit down. <laughs> that was the only time in VSW history that somebody had to call off the match before it was supposed to end. I remember was um, what was to... that one where someone like choked out Nikki Farrow and it was just like the match just ended and no one no one knew what was happening. <laughs> oh, Nikki Farrow <laughs> choked out Carl. Right. Yeah, but they did it on the wrong side. The audience was on the other side. He was facing the the woods. Oh, and then, yeah. So that, I just, that was I... probably the worst main event. It wasn't the worst match in VSW history, but by far the worst main event. That was that was a little that was just a little weird because it was just like so sudden like Oh, he's getting choked out now, and then it's like, all yeah, of a sudden, like, Carl's confusion. Yeah, like like um, Nikki just stands up, and it's like Carl's just on the ground, and we're like, oh, oh, is that it? Oh, he got him. He got him. <laughs> like, yeah, I, like the, look the footage. Over and... The footage looks really good. Like Nikki Farrell looks like an asshole. Like Carl's face is blood red. Like he's choking the shit out of him. But I understand live, like. You guys couldn't see that. You saw two men asses squirming on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. And then one of them yeah. stopped squirming, and then the other so, one stood up. That's a big part of wrestling that we don't really teach that we should. Like, you have to cater to the crowd. Like, the camera yeah. is not everything. But when there's not as many people there, it doesn't matter as much. But we should have definitely done it for that event. They were facing the wrong fucking way. <laughs> that, was, that was fine, though. I think, I think it still went over really well. Yeah, Nick makes a list every event. He like makes a list he uh, of all the best matches to the worst matches in VSW history. And every time there's new matches, he puts them in the list somewhere. I think that one is towards the bottom. Oh, it's like so, it's like in Top Gear where oh they have like God. everyone do a lap around the the track and like they they they, <laughs> they like rank everyone. Exactly, exactly like that. And the bottom three matches are Nutcracker matches. <laughs> of, course, of course they are. Of course. <laughs> literally the last three. I mean, why the wouldn't they be? I want to see that list updated, Nick. Nick hasn't updated it. I don't think I've updated it since last year's showdown or something. I've just like been so busy with school. I haven't ranked the other matches. Do it, do it, do it. We all want to see. All the new ones would be high in the list because we've gotten so much better with making matches like actually quality. Yeah. I mean, like, another thing about that match, why it was probably disappointing, guys, is the match that went right before it, me and Vince's match, we were pulling out all the toys. We had the trash can. We had interferences in that match. Coco came out. We had the chair shots and everything. And then it's just two guys wrestling for five minutes and then a a submission. Yeah. Yeah. I still have, like, a bunch of those, like, I took a lot of pictures, but they're, like, the live ones where you can hold it down and you get, like, a few seconds of what happened there. I have so many good ones of, like, I think he tried to throw a trash can at you, but you like hit him with the uh, with the chair first. Oh yeah, no, he threw it right at my head. He hit me in the head with it. But then oh. he started. He climbed the ladder to jump on me, and that's when I threw the chair at him. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, but that was like the the tape. You know, little uh, dark information. Me and Nick for that event, we they when we were buying the tables. Home Depot, like they only scanned one of the the big pieces of wood, so we like technically stole the other piece of wood, and I felt so bad about it. Like I hate, I don't steal things, and they didn't notice, and I didn't want to go back in and be like, oh, we didn't pay for this. But I felt so bad, and then you know what? Because I didn't pay for it, the tables were cursed. 
because <laughs> none of them broke at that event, and it almost people almost got hurt. So ever since then, I paid for the wood like extra ten bucks. I don't care. I do not want somebody to get hurt. Cursed with wood that's too high quality for your use. Exactly. It's too. It's too solid. The wood is too hard. This is far too sturdy. We used the same wood every time, but it was just like the the black magic was on them that day. I'm gonna head out, guys. It was it was All nice right. talking with you. It was nice hearing a little bit into the. Uh, Inside workings of VSW. Bye, gamer girl. Extreme yeah, no worries. Excuse well, you. Thank you for coming, Cassie. Yeah, I think we I think we got pretty much all through what we wanted to talk about. Unless anybody else has any other questions. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. No questions. Then I guess. Awesome. I guess until all until right. the next time that we have a whole. Yeah, a whole... Do you watch Japanese death wrestling? Deathmatch? Uh, yeah, I, I watched some deathmatch wrestling. I don't... Oh, man, I don't think you do. <laughs> the Japanese death wrestling is a very different kind of thing. Kazum doesn't care unless someone's actually getting killed. No, Kazum, uh, Japanese Kazum death wrestling is like... Kazum was talking about Japanese death wrestling. Where they, like, hit each other. Where, like, the match thing is, like, you have to hold your opponent underwater while it's filled with piranhas for, like, ten seconds or something. Yeah, like, and they're yeah. actually nuts. That's Japanese deathmatch. I've, I've, I've seen matches like that. It's wild, bro. The exploding ring and stuff, like... Do you see the one with, like, the light bulbs? Just, like, yeah, but the one with the light bulbs? Them. Is that a joke? Every deathmatch has, like, a hundred light tubes. <laughs> so overdone. Nick, Nick hates that shit. I'll watch some of it, but, like, some of it is just too stupid for me. That's fair. Yeah, when it when you know what you know when it gets like uh, away from me, when it stops being a fight and it starts being guys just hitting each other, like death matches are like believable, like they're not letting each other do stuff to each other. I can watch it all day; it can be as hardcore as possible. But when the guy is standing there, letting the other guy hit him with a light tube, like not even trying to block it, and it's just they're hitting each other for it's the like sake of hitting each other. Exactly. I hate that. That bothers me so much. I've actually been to wrestling events where that happens, and the crowd is just dead silent. Like Nobody cares. It's so stupid. And that's my problem with deathmatch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think we'll, uh, we'll wrap up then. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming. I, it's, no problem. It's thank you for be, having us. I think this will go up on Sunday, so I'll, I'll, I'll send out a blast when, they, when it's up. Um, Cool. Yeah, this is this was awesome. Got uh, give yeah, everyone great. a little, little sneak peek into the the inner workings and the the uh, the dark history of dark underbelly. Strike wrestling. <laughs> the truth about VSW. Yeah, what they I mean, don't it's, tell you. It's all very real and very grounded. Like there's not a lot of there's not a lot of like behind the we scenes make, action. We should... It's just like what you see is what you get, and I think that's that's what makes it so great. Yeah, we're actually we gonna make like a clickbaity YouTube video where we just go like, "Did you see this in VSW?" and then put like a red circle like over like a tree or yeah, something. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you see? They filmed this in a backyard. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're actually gonna make uh, when we finish doing VSW, whenever that is, we're gonna make a documentary like telling the whole story. So if you guys want to be in it, like with the interviews and stuff, hundred percent, hundred percent down. That'd be awesome. Long live VSW. <laughs> yeah, Hell yeah, brother. All Sounds right. like a plan. Thanks, guys. No problem. Have a nice Thank you.